Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. And Captain Logan. It was it was in there. It was that was that was in there. <laughs> hey Cyberpunks. Welcome back to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This is this is your home. This is your home for everything Cyberpunk. And we're glad that you're here with us. Welcome back. I am your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here as usual with Captain Logan, the most dangerous pirate in the world of Cyberpunk. <laughs> How's it going, Captain that's, Logan? That's accurate. I am the definitely the most dangerous pirate in Cyberpunk. Yes, yes. No other pirates compare in Cyberpunk. That's true. That's true. And um, we're glad you got, you guys have been with us this month to talk about the what ifs. This is going to be our last what if episode because next week we have our patrons coming by. And well, you know, technically that might be a what if episode as well, but mm, probably not because we're talking about Akira. Aki, Akira. 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 I can't say it. I can't do Japanese. Um, so probably not. It's probably not going to be a what if episode. I mean, it might be like a what if a Akira. What, what if Toasty actually watched the episode or the uh, movie? Right. What What if That'd Toasty the watched if. the movie or what if, <laughs> I don't know, more people showed up yesterday to watch watch it with us. Although that was fun. It was you and me and uh, Lena uh, yeah. watching Akira. Akira. Um, a lot of stuff doesn't doesn't wouldn't hold up in in 2021. Yeah. Surprisingly. What if this was made in 2021? <laughs> mm, some things would be changed probably. Um, yeah. But then again, you know, it was, it was formative for its time. It was, it was a very 1980s, oh, totally. you know, yeah. anime, but we're going to talk, yeah, 88. We're going to talk about that next week. So stay tuned for that. And uh, the cyberpunk elements are in there. That's, you know, it's an interesting movie. So this week we are finishing our, you know, the Tom and Logan, what ifs, where we're talking about some different stuff and we hinted at this last week what if cyberpunk was designed by modders and this is a play off of some of the conversation we had last week with the article that went out and some knowledge about the modding community now being hired and and some of those members of the modding community working with cd project red and we have a document here that was pulled together. And Logan, I know you can talk a little bit better than I can about this because this is something that you've been looking into more than I have. But before we get into that side of things, there the version of this what if that hits me when we were talking about this that we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on is the wild and wazy, wild and wazy, wild and crazy, wild west version of this of like if cyberpunk was just like an amalgamation of all mods then we would end up with just like crazy town, right? You would end up with like people running around in bunny suits and yeah, you know, like, uh, I mean, we could even talk about like the customization of the of V image and like, you don't just have, you know, the two or three versions of your dong. You would have like 
replace your dong with a wrench replace your dong with a banana <laughs> replace your dong with a dong that's 10 times the size of a regular dong you know like you know like it would be just nuts it would be all the extremes of everything it would it would kind of it would probably resemble something close to like gta meets uh um oh god i just blanked on the the movie not crackdown saints row saints row just oh, thinking, like it would be saints very row. saints row it would be the dark yeah. future of saints row is what we would end up getting probably probably but then yeah, it wouldn't I mean, even be cyberpunk anymore it would just be ridiculous video games set in night city but I mean, that's that's the modding community in a whole, isn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> like they like, make the weird stuff. They make the weird stuff. So that's that's where that conversation would go. And that would be a very funny conversation, but it wouldn't really amount to much. So we're going to have a much more interesting conversation about the best of the modding community and what they would put together. So uh, so Logan, did, did you want to start off with like the. Um Kind of the, the more popular ones that are on Nexus mods at the moment, or did we want to dive into the into the Tyler McVicker video? So and, I, uh, I think there's going to be some crossover there because we did talk okay. about that. I think I think we're going to get some crossover. I think Tyler has done a better job at pulling out um, some of those that are more popular and then some of the ones that are maybe less known, but more interesting and more appropriate to hitting yeah. uh, the creation of a cyberpunk game that is is the game that we all think would be more or at least in general the majority of cyberpunk players would find appropriate to the tone of a game that would make sense does that make yeah. sense and, and to speak to that i think the thing that we're hoping to do with this is to give folks a, a more clear idea of maybe what is to come with the with the next gen patch and the first the major update for for cyberpunk because right now we we did actually get some bad news um i don't think it was <laughs> i don't think it was unexpected news uh but we did find out um cdpr had a a tweet that went out that was uh sent it was a summarization of a of an, a call that they made with investors uh, they put out a statement that says, Dear all, we have an important update regarding next-gen updates for Cyberpunk 2077 uh, and The Witcher 3 uh, Wild Hunt for consoles and PC. Mm. Based on recommendations supplied by, or supplied by teams supervising the development of both games, we've decided to postpone their releases until 2022. Our current target for Cyberpunk 2077 is the first quarter of 2022 and the second quarter of 2022 for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Apologies for the extended wait, but we want to make it right. So that came out. Tom, did you have some feelings on that? Because I know I did. Yeah, we, we can. Why don't we cover this first? Because this is kind of uh, it's not breaking anymore. It's been a few days, but it is uh, more recent news. Um, yeah. And I know I know you. <laughs> You and I have kind of different emotional takes on this. I don't know if it's emotional, but different. Uh, I don't want to speak for you. Um, I don't think either of us are surprised. No, um, no, this this was very expected to me. No. And they hinted at this before. There was there was conversations about this about, about a month ago where it was like the whole like, yeah, we don't know if we're going to hit this year, which basically meant when when somebody says, yeah, we don't know if we're going to hit this year. It basically means, hey, get ready. We're not going to hit this year. <laughs> right like, yeah they're they're targeting the end of the year after they said it was going to come out in 2021 and held to that till four days ago 
<laughs> right, right. And then they were like, hey, guess what? We're not going to this year. And it's like, OK, we're not surprised yeah. by that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I can imagine now that they've pushed it back to the beginning of next year, they're saying, OK, so they're saying quarter one. Traditionally, what that means in uh, corporate speak, when somebody says quarter one, what a consumer hears is, oh, January, what a business means is the end of quarter one. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're yeah, saying. They're going to push it for as far as they can, I would imagine. Right. So the, the actual end of quarter one is uh, what is that? The end of March, beginning of April. I don't know what the actual date is, but it's either the end of March, beginning of April, whatever day that actually lands on. So they've got like that's three months into the quarter. So yeah. that's not January. Usually that's usually as far into the quarter as they can possibly get so that they're still, you know, by the, you know, the language of the of, of the words of that. And we were chatting about this in the discord with the community. And you said, yeah, I have a feeling this is going to be more more of a spring release, which to which I thought, OK, you're you're saying like March, you're saying like April, like you like I was assuming you meant like they're going to push this out to the very end of the quarter. And then you said, what did you yeah. respond to that with? No, it's it's like when when they say quarter one for cyberpunk and quarter two for for the Witcher, I'm assuming that they mean the end of summer for for uh, the Witcher and the the middle to early summer for uh, cyberpunk. So you don't I, think I'm they're even going to hit the end of the first quarter? I don't think they're going to hit the first quarter. I think it's going to be in the middle of the second quarter at best. And, mm-hmm. and even that I'm still pretty questionable because they looking at the development cycle, how long it took them to get cyberpunk into a stable state took almost the entire year since launch. Uh, that the, and, and it still has issues. So when uh, what was it a month or two ago when they hired on the modders to come in, not only do they have to uh, set up meetings, plan what they want to implement for the game, what they're uh, able to actually tackle, then they have to uh, set it up so that it gets balanced. And then they have to build any, any new uh, content for that and then balance the rest of the game for that. Plus making sure that they have to test it and all of that. That sounds like already like about six months worth of effort to me. So when they're saying like next gen content, uh, next gen update is coming, Mm -hmm. that that is on like that's on the side of them trying to push this major this major content rebuild that they that they is, is supposedly coming. They haven't said anything about what they're planning to do, but based on what we know, thanks to people in the modding community and what they've said about what they're doing to the game. I don't think that they're going to have the the quote unquote next gen version ready until the the middle of next year. I mean, it, you might be right. Like, I, like neither of us really know. But I mean, you look at the track record. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Um, I. My gut says they're trying to get better about actually meeting these dates and having to push this back. At this point, means that they're probably going to give us a date that they're willing to stick to for this one. Yeah. So, well, the, you know. so the thing that I like about this message, this is probably the best message they've ever put out for one. They got rid of the yellow and I hate that. I hated the yellow, but this one, <laughs> okay. I hated the yellow. Everyone knew the yellow. It started to become too much of a meme. I hate it. This one actually comes with the cyber or the CD project red uh, letterhead. So I appreciate that. But, mm-hmm. um, 
they're stating they're coming out and stating that this is based on the recommendations supplied by the teams supervising the development. This didn't come from top down. This came from bottom up. Yeah. Yes. And that's the first time we've heard anything like that. That's the first time that they've clearly stated that they're they're like, you know, we heard we heard the public's reception and we're going to make adjustments. It's like, no, I don't care what you think I think needs to happen to the game. Talk to the people actually working on it and see what the hell they feel about this game, because they're the ones that are actually building it. We're not. I, I don't care how long it takes. I just want it to be cool when it's done. But if I tell you that it's it's coming out too fast and you guys aren't taking the time with it, I should be like the last. That should not come as a surprise to you. Right. You should be hearing right. that from the inside. Right. So, right. yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that they are listening to the teams that are actually working on the development of the next gen version. What I would like to tell the the teams that are actually doing that is I've got your back. If, if you guys start coming out on Twitter and saying, hey, you know, it's taken longer, it's taken longer. These are the thing. And this is the other thing, too. We don't even know what the next gen version is going to have. Like, is the next gen version just going to be like 4K60? Is it going to have ray tracing? Like, is it going to have a content update? Like, we have no clue mm-hmm. what it's going to provide us because it's it's just so unclear. So at this point, I'm like is the next gen version supposed to be the first content update or is it supposed to be just a, a, the optimization of the game? Like, are they going to remove load times based on the new MDNE drives that are in the, in the new consoles? Like yeah. if that's the case, awesome. Cause the, the load times are already pretty slow, but I mean, do you, what do you, what would, what, what is something that you think they might actually put into these next gen versions that they're supposedly working on? Yeah. Well, I, I would hope so. I would, I would hope they would leverage all the technology of the, the next gen stuff. Right. So that means that means 4K. That means potential and potential for 60 or 30 with increased graphic quality. So uh, something like ray tracing with 30, but a performance mode with 60 is very common. We see that with a lot of different games. So if you want if you want all the bright and shinies, but you're okay with 30 frames per second, that's fine. But if you want a performance mode so that you, you can, you know, headshot everybody as fast as you possibly can, but you can turn down the shinies a little bit. Great. That's usually pretty common. I mean, heck, that's, that's a lot like a PC experience, you know? Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, so ray tracing being a thing is great. The game looks amazing with ray tracing and the consoles can do it. So you implement it. Um, improved AI for the characters, if that's something they're working on. And then being able to implement that in next gen stuff because it has the CPU processing to do that obviously would be something to include Um, faster load times, both both the Xbox Series X and the PS5, especially the PS5. We know have uh, they both have SSDs, but the PS5 has an extremely awesome throughput for they're on par. Right. Like the, 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 the Xbox Series X is slightly more graphics in um, or gra- more powerful graphics wise. Like the MVME drive that they have in there isn't as fast as the the PS5. But if you if you clock it, you're we're talking like one or two seconds difference right, between right. a majority of game loads. Right. But, but they're they, both fast, but it would be really cool for them to optimize that to, for both of those and to have the loading experience be as as quick and as seamless as, as it can be. Especially for moments where you're flying through the city on, you know, Jackie's bike or whatever fast car you're in and, you know, you have as little amount of pop in as you possibly can have or you're loading into a, you know, a scene or something, you know, all of that stuff. That makes sense. Um, And then 
I don't know what what are the other I'm trying to think what are the other big jumps in the technology uh well they they really need to like they've talked about how they've gone back and fixed the streaming for the game and if that's the case then I expect damn near instant trans travel like the, the mm -hmm. if they went back and they specifically tuned out all of the streaming they worked on that they they said that they were working from the foundation up and trying to get all that fixed then cool make sure that when i'm driving around people aren't popping in make sure textures aren't loading in things like that work on that that's going to keep the immersion for the game that's a great quality of life feature but when it comes to fast travel like fast travel takes less than 10 seconds on on the new consoles so i would expect if if it's an optimized experience for those consoles which is easy to do it's 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 i'm not going to say it's easy to do but right. it's a right. it's a quantifiable uh specific like there's specification like you can you can tune to those spe uh, specifications and know that those are going to perform the same across all the hardware so you know me speaking armchair developer wise like <laughs> fast travel should be pretty pretty instant if, well, if you can if it's 10 seconds for an unoptimized version yeah, well, on a on a nice PC with um, you know, with uh, an SSD on a nice yeah. PC on a on a and this is like a PC rig that isn't even optimized like a console can be. That's uh, it takes like a, a second or two. Like it's not it's not long. So I would yeah. imagine on a console that's optimized for that, that's it's going to be relatively quick if it's yeah. optimized. Um, so yeah, I think those are all like the main things for an optimized version now. They have to, they have to knock that out of the park. They also have to create a version of the game that keeps the the large population of people walking around interacting in the world because a a night city without a large population of people walking around feels empty. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they need to be able to to keep it so that the game feels as as good as it does when it wasn't necessarily as. Uh, as optimized things were kind of weird but the the world was dense and that was that was one of the things that cyberpunk showed off in the e3 presentation is, is it was a a dense type of of world you know you walk mm -hmm. out you see tons of people sitting on this on the curb street you know you see people walking around all the time like you see cars everywhere it's like that is that is the the density that i'm hoping that they're shooting for and that the streaming will actually work uh to to be able to bring that to the game yeah so yeah that's kind of where i was i was i was happy to see this message uh one it looked it sounds like they're taking the time that they need to it sounds like the messages are coming from you know the <laughs> the calls coming from within the house uh and and the uppers are starting to listen to the lowers about what needs to be done with these versions and at that point i'm like cool but I still don't trust that this is going to hit Q, Q1 2022. I'm still fully anticipating that this to come out Q2 2022 for Cyberpunk and Q3 or 4 for uh, The Witcher 3 because I don't know anyone that's asking for Witcher 3 next-gen versions right now. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm I can imagine sure. that's a lower on the priority list. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a nice bonus. And whenever that comes out, they make a big to do about it and everyone goes oh yeah i love the witcher and then they load it back up again and everybody play, jumps back into the witcher again that's great it's also it's also the kind of thing that you could time from a pr marketing standpoint as a nice filler yeah. thing to keep people playing your cdpr stuff uh, during a time when you don't have something else to do so for example you you have your cyberpunk 
you know, hey, next gen versions out. Everybody play it. Also, we've got new DLC. for So there's a reason to play it on your next gen again. Here you go. Big announcement. And then now, oh, OK, we've totally. got nothing for six months until we have this other thing to announce. OK, well, let's throw the Witcher notification in there for playing that. So now, like, it's it's a great filler notification. Yeah. For people in, yeah. in the CDPR mindset. So, that yeah, as a marketing person, I would I would save that for you know, when you need something to give people to keep them kind of, you know, coming back and, and happy they, with you. Yeah, they should balance it out. So like, hey, you know, it's, uh, uh, we're going to do this and then we're going to have a three month break and then we're going to have the Witcher and then in another three month break or six month break, then we've got like a big update yeah. for uh, for Cyberpunk coming out. But I, I, I hope that they're not trying to do the thing that they did when they were marketing this game initially and they try and tie it to something that doesn't pertain to the actual game like i'm, I'm worried uh that with the the show coming up that they're going to try and pull a witcher show witcher um uh witcher uh, uh kind of i can't think of when they did the update but basically like sales for the witcher 3 spiked when the witcher tv show came out and i know that the witcher season 2 is coming out soon and we're probably going to see uh that that's going to, you know, that's going to help the the company as well as far as sales for Witcher 3. Mm -hmm. I hope with the uh, with the new show that's coming out for Cyberpunk that they don't try and do this thing where they're trying to time the uh, they're pushing people to get the next gen version out right when that show kicks off on Netflix. Because if they do that, I'm going to be really kind of mad that they're pushing the team for no reason, because it's it's yeah. a completely separate thing. Let the show have its moment and don't try and capitalize on the marketing if it's going to cause stress for the teams building it. Right. It's nice if that stuff coincides, but it doesn't need to. It doesn't it doesn't no. need to. People are still going to connect to that stuff. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, this has been a cool conversation on this stuff, uh, but we still have the what if to get to. And we're going to we're going to talk about what if modders created cyberpunk when we get back from thanking our patrons. So stay tuned. Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are Dragon Breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening and catch you later in the gray maybe of Tamriel. So this is the part of our show where we get to thank our patrons for being so awesome. And we have a brand new patron an upgraded patron Rexifer. Welcome to the Patreon and you get the opportunity to join us next week. And this happens to be on Thanksgiving or not Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. Halloween. <laughs> we could just, you know, switch the two. That'd be cool. I don't I wouldn't mind celebrating Halloween next an entire extra month. That would be awesome. Uh, but I'm sorry. The 31st <laughs> Halloween. Uh, so you're welcome to come join us if you haven't watched Akira yet, then go check it check it out. Um, it is 1988 anime and it has it takes place in a neo Tokyo 
with a kind it's got some cyberpunk elements in it especially for kind of a 1980s uh, you know anime kind of thing going on um it's not as cyberpunky as you might expect from something like you know cyberpunk 2077 but there are some elements in there and that's what we we will be discussing next next week if you haven't seen it go check it out if you uh if you still haven't seen it by next week you're still welcome to join us on the show to talk through it so thank you for joining us and 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 supporting this the patreon thank you to everybody who supports the patreon every single month you guys are awesome we have 20 patrons right now which is super cool i know i've been talking about upgrading the patreon with new t-shirts and things i've been super busy with so many other things i i will get to this eventually and so stay tuned for that um but uh, if, you, if you're interested, just go check it out. Patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast. And then, you know, uh, you can check out the different tiers. We only have two right now. I will be adding some extra ones once we get some merchandise on there. So those of you who are interested in getting something like stickers with actual designs for some of the stuff that I'm making some of the designs for, we'll be able to get stickers. Uh, T-shirts will be available for our upgraded patrons. Once those are available, um, I will let you guys know. I want to make sure that I get the designs right. And because once these are up, they're up, I cannot change them. And they will be the kind of thing where every three months, as long as you maintain your patron patronage, you will get something new. If you were at it tier for the, you know, whatever tier gets the, the merchandise. So for example, an upgraded patron would get new t-shirts every three months. And these are the kinds of things that would only go out to patrons. So they don't go up on stores. And once they are off the Patreon, once they go out to the patrons, then they're off the Patreon and they don't go out to anybody anymore. So they're very limited edition and they're only for you guys for helping to support the Patreon. Um, so they're on my list. I will do the best I can to get these designed. I designed them myself, by the way. These are not things that I I send out for other people to do. These are designs that I do myself. I'll do my best to wrap up the designs this week. I hope you guys will enjoy them. I've been very, very happy with some of the stuff I've been able to do for the other Patreons, and I'm excited about getting them out there, but I just want to make sure they're perfect. So stay tuned for that. If we've done anything to help you get through your work days, your workouts, your commutes to work, or designing your costumes for your pets, then go check it out. So just want to say that. Thank you to all of you guys. And um, we don't have any new uh, reviews or anything to go over uh, on Apple Podcasts, but another way to help support us would be leaving a rating or review. And if you leave some words on your review, we'll read it out on a future episode or just, you know, tell your friends or your dad or your mom or your grandmother because grandmothers love cyberpunk. All right. We'll uh, continue with the rest of the show. See you guys in the other side of the break. Yes, Lord Tizer, that is exactly what we're talking about next week. So, yeah, you're welcome. Come come upgrade. Come join us. It's going to be an awesome conversation. We watched the um, Akira yesterday. We had our viewing party and I'm surprised where people aren't joining us. It's on it's usually on the Saturday ish before the patron episode when we all get together I, on the discord and a few I forgot of us to mention up. it. Yeah, we've talked about it a few times, um, but yeah, we'll be doing it again probably next month, right? We've got a, what's the movie yeah. for next month? Do you remember off the top of your head? Uh, well, we haven't discussed it, but I think it's going to be Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. It's another interesting one. 
Yeah, I haven't seen Akira in years either. And watching it again was uh, like memories flooding back to me. It was fun because we were talking about it while we were watching it. And I was going, oh, I remember this scene. And oh, yeah, this thing. And oh, this thing I didn't pay attention to when I was a kid. But now it's like super important for the plot. It's going to be a fun conversation. But we have some some discussion to go to. So, um, Logan, do you want to talk about what the document is that we're going to be going through each of the different mods in order to to, to lay this out? The concept here yeah. is that we have a document. It's got a bunch of mods. We're going to talk about what each of the mods does in order to get a picture of what this version of modded cyberpunk would look like. And then we're going to we're basically going to see, OK, if this is the version that we would have gotten of Cyberpunk 2077, what do we think people would have how would people have responded to it yeah the the main video and the document that we're going to be pulling from is thanks to uh youtuber tyler mcvicker this is the the source that paul tassie's uh forbes article was uh referencing to uh when he when we talked about that article last week and the goal of the the videos that that tyler put out is to talk about cyberpunk on pc and his experience because he's been going pretty hard into cyberpunk and the cyberpunk that that is available now to be, if you use nexus mods can be a way different version of cyberpunk than is actually cyberpunk it's uh, it and i'll dare say that the cyberpunk that you can make with the vod with the vods the mods that are available now uh are kind of the 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 cyberpunk that we were we were hoping for the one that was advertised to us um so Tyler goes through um, a, a little over a hundred different mods through Nexus and kind of choice picked out uh, the best ones that that he thought helped kind of build the cyberpunk game that I think everyone wanted the RPG game that we were expecting based on the Witcher three. Um, and the goal of it is to not necessarily uh, you know, discredit the work that has already been done by CDPR, but to bring in a lot of the stuff that I think would have been in the game if they had taken the time that they that they needed to to make sure that uh, they could make a complete game for launch. Uh, so I'm not talking about necessarily like giving us uh, a whole different game, but trying to build in the different systems um, that you would expect in a cyberpunk game, something that is based off of a tabletop RPG. So one of the biggest things that Tyler talks about in his videos, and that's in the document that has a list of all the different mods that you should uh, install and kind of explains what the different mods are uh, tied to this rebalancing. And a lot of the, the rebalancing that goes into uh, this, this, these mods um, deal with the weapons and the way the weapons work. So right now, if you play cyberpunk, you can run around and pick up any weapon you want, depending on the profession, the proficiency and the talents that you choose. Uh, some weapons will, will have better recoil or reload speed, more crit, things like that. And you typically just go for the one that has the highest DPS with these mods. Um, what you can do is you can build in a system that takes into account different weaknesses and strengths. So, for example, if you wanted to um, go up against a certain type of gang member and that gang member is weak to one effect, say like uh, electricity, well, that's that's going to be great if you specifically choose a weapon that has electric damage. And if you look at most of the weapons, they have uh, different weapons that will 
either act differently. They can either have like a powered up effect or they can pierce through walls or they can ricochet. Uh, they have smart weapons and those are great as a base, but this adds more of an elemental system to the the guns so for example uh one of the mods offers the option to add these strengths and weaknesses these damage types to so so like the maelstrom for example when you deal with them their damage type is going to be electrical so having gear that has uh, electrical resistance will help reduce the amount of damage you take from their attacks specifically whereas uh they're strong against um chemical uh but they're weak against electrical because of the implants so if you bring in some electrical type weapons then you'll be able to deal more damage to them and that that actually impacts the fight more than just based on the the pure dps number that comes with some of the different weapons that you're using so and it tries, it's a uh, pokemon yeah yeah a lot of that if you <laughs> if you think about it so the different types that they have here are thermal chemical electrical and hacking hacking is kind of a um a catch-all for the intelligence uh so that you can still use those but there's the caveats that some of the cat some of the hacks that you can use can deal some of the like electrical damage like the the synapse burnout uh or chemical damage with the poisoning uh things like that so they, they trying to take into account like the hacking is part of it but some mm -hmm. uh types of gangs are going to be resistant to hacking as well and that's taken into account with some of these mods right so right if you're looking at just the what if of uh, modders working on this game already now with what's available you can add a very heavy tabletop rpg aspect to this rpg game that was not put in but you can see elements of what they what they wanted to do that was supposedly scrapped by the time they were launching mm -hmm. in the game currently without mods um, this takes that and brings it to the next level. It really kind of upgrades the system to have you or force you to take into account what you're doing in the game when you're coming up against different types of gang members. And it actually puts impact on the actual gang members. So that's kind of the, the big thing. It, it takes all the weapons and says that the the rarity isn't based off of the damage the rarity is based off of how many mod slots are available to it and all of the mod slots are just modifiers that you can add to your weapon it's not something that's like a consumable type thing right. uh, and it also gives you um options so say like a, a common item like a common gun wouldn't have any gun uh, gun mod slots for it to be able to add crit or reload speed things like that but if you get like a legendary then you've got four or five six different things uh the cyber decks right now i think the cyber decks are the thing that really kind of shows off what this system should be like where if you get a a epic or purple uh cyber deck you've got uh four mod slots but if you get a legendary you get six and you have some different perks based on which uh cyber deck you get the difference is is that 90 percent of the cyber decks that you get are all purchased through ripper docks and they're locked behind street uh, street cred and um i think level but I, I i think it's mostly street cred which is honestly real easy to get you just go do stuff in the world and there's not really anything that that kind of impacts that so that was just kind of one of the main systems and tom i know you've been you, you're mm -hmm. more familiar with like rpgs than i am is that is that something that you kind of would like to test out going into the mod scene if, if that were like the start of the game for you yeah so some of this some of the stuff that you're describing is pulled directly from other games 
Um, so this idea that like there are more mod slots in higher upgraded or higher quality weapons is directly similar to other games. So for example, um, even something like Fallout 76, which some, some people love it, some people don't, but for example, it's a, good, a, it's a good game now. It's, it's a good game now. It's they've, they've upgraded it a lot. A, a legendary weapon has three legendary effects on it. Whereas a common weapon has none. You know, yeah. um, so that, that's the equivalent to having three mod slots on it. Right. That's the same kind of thing. Um, yeah. And this happens in a lot of games where it, the, the you get basically it basically has the same base level of damage. But then it also has three individual upgrades that have basically been modded onto the gun. And it's the same kind of concept. So those three upgrades, if they're the right kinds of upgrades and they stack the right way, create a gun build that might do really good damage together. So imagine imagine an upgrade that creates uh, gunshots that now explode on impact and do explosion damage and then uh, gunshots that make it so that every shot is actually two shots at the same time. So now you've got double the double the damage, both exploding. Now, now you can see how that damage is now stacking and doubling. Like all of that stuff creates a gun that does a lot more damage than previously. And then maybe yeah. the third mod is like higher accuracy. So now you're able to hit something from a distance way easier. And it's twice as twice the damage plus twice the explosion damage. So yeah, like, that's the kind of <laughs> thing you're talking about here. Yeah. They also, uh, one of the other main mods that I think is a nice one, uh, that they add in here, uh, in this extensive list is uh perk overhaul. And this is, this is kind of the thing that we were talking about, uh, probably basically over the last year is the game feels too easy. And mm -hmm. one of a couple of the main mods is, um, simplifying the XP multiplier to make sure that uh, a simple mod that it, it basically adjusts the percentage of experience that a player can earn from in-game activities uh, the main one though is is a, a perk overhaul so it basically goes through all of the perks for all of the different skill trees and rebalances those and gets rid of some of the the dumb ones that don't make sense that aren't really that interesting and tones down some of the really overpowered ones like cold bloods things like that so it tries to make the game uh more balanced based on the gameplay style that you choose and actually makes those those choices more impactful than reducing recoil of your pistols by two percent things like that yeah um it's it's nice that they're that they've got a lot of these in here they even have one that's uh enhanced police uh be pursued by police vehicles instead of the fuzz teleporting behind you right like right simple things that we've been asking for uh are, are part of this this mod list that really just kind of impact the overall play style of the game um yeah so the oh go ahead so I, oh, no, I was going to jump into the next thing, but what, yeah. if you got some thoughts, um, no, go ahead. You continue with this. You're doing great. Okay. So <laughs> some of the, the other things that they talk about um, deal a lot with gear and making sure that if you are playing cyberpunk, it takes into account the, the corpo life, uh, the, the, um, the kitsch life, the Neo kitsch and really does kind of make sure that, if you are playing cyberpunk, you are using your your clothing, your look to represent yourself. And it really kind of adjusts uh, how some of the, the different mods affect your clothing. So your clothing, the whole point of your clothing is to actually make yourself look cool. Like you're supposed to be mm -hmm. uh, choosing the type of clothing that looks good. 
and the mods that you have are mods that you can take out and, and put back in. Like you're not just locked into whatever mods came with the gear. And if the mods are really good, but the, but the piece of gear looks terrible, then you just take the mods out and you put it into a piece of gear that you want. Uh, but it really emphasizes the, the style aspect of cyberpunk. The thing that was really kind of, uh, disappointing when we would go through and we'd be playing the game and well this this piece of gear just happened to drop with really good mods but i look like a clown so this is yeah. stupid i don't I'm walking around like in a this. trash bag why do i wear a trash bag this is yeah this is ridiculous. And it, yeah and it's not until you get to the end of the game that you even get to look like the type of character that uh that you that you look like in the trailers for e3 you know and it's not until the very end that you that you get that jacket and that set um so the the mods what they do is they basically unlock uh a majority of the actual clothing styles as well as the the cosmetics and appearances so if you want to have the really cool like cybernetic arms or the maelstrom face or things like that uh it it, it allows that it unlocks that option for you um and you get to actually look how you want to look without feeling restricted based on uh the type of mods that are in the gear that you're using um, right. Easy things that they that they put in fa- fast travel. It's not just a blank load screen. What it does is it actually uh, pulls the camera out uh, of the world, so you go up into the sky, and then you move over to wherever that that fast travel point is that you chose, and then lowers you down into it. Things like that. It's it's it seems like such a simple thing um, that that would be that that would be like something that isn't in the game. Like why do we just go to a straight load screen? Why not just actually have us travel up into the sky or move over things like that um mm-hmm. things that we think are going to be coming as far as uh v's apartment being able to customize v's apartment being able to have access to stuff in v's apartment and have that actually feel impactful have like a, a more more agency over what the heck is going on in your apartment it is your apartment you should be able to um, have fun with that um building out the the mobs uh the the actual gang types and stuff so if you are killing like you know how they typically have like the group of three mobs in in areas where you can they're they're shootable like you can kill them and not have it like trigger the uh the the attacking innocence flag for for comps um in this some of the mods had have basically increased the ai so that if you were to attack a, a small group of tiger claw, if there are other tiger claw in the, in the area, they're going to come after you as well. They're actually going to come and attack you. And it's not just Which makes sense. You. Yeah. Because imagine yeah. that in the dark feature, they have cell phones. Yeah. They, they hey have guys, ways to communicate with each other. Like two, yeah. Or whatever way they're using, but imagine like help you're two blocks away. Get over here. <laughs> you know, like, okay. You know, yeah. like, duh. <laughs> so it's, it's things like that. that It's just like it, it would be one of those, one of those things like it, it doesn't make sense that you can, that you can go into a thing and you can murder a bunch of people and you walk out and everyone on the street is completely chill about it. Like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if you were to kill just three random guys on the street, like nothing would happen. There'd be, there'd be no, there'd be no consequences to it. But in this instance, uh, the way the system works is it basically alerts uh, mobs around in the area. And if they are part of that faction, you then have to deal with that faction and yeah. factions matter as well too. Like you have to be in good with uh, groups if you, if you expect to have anything. So it really kind of ramps up the difficulty as well too. Uh, like headshots actually are impactful. It's not just pulling the trigger into, into the same direction. Um, so the gunplay looks really good. Like it looks like you were 
purposefully looking down the scope of a gun when you're actually fighting and you're, you're trying to shoot different parts of the body uh, to deal like, uh, you know, headshot multipliers, things like that, instead of just completely unloading in them and then throwing a bunch of grenades, like health is on a, uh, there's one that actually adds a cooldown for your inhaler. So instead of just constantly puffing on, mm-hmm. on these, uh, these inhalers to heal, there's like a 15 second cooldown and that adds an element of strategy to yeah, it. There's tension. You know, you, if you take it, you've got to at least get out of the gunfire for a little bit before you can use it again. Yeah. And it, and it adds things like uh, combat stim to enemies too. So it's not just like you, you only have to get through the, uh, get through the actual um health of of a mod like they can actually heal themselves as well too uh so you have to pay attention to that uh things like quick hacking quick hacking starts uh the instant you try to actually hack someone so if you go into that breach protocol that everyone uh had to had to figure out when the game first came out like the timer for that is way shorter and starts right as soon as you go into the breach protocol as opposed to starting when you hit the first thing because you know, the mods for intelligence increase the timer to, you know, like three minutes, but you only ever need like 15 seconds after you've sat there for half a minute mm-hmm. working out what the, what the pattern's going to be. Right. Instead, right, you right. have to figure it out on the fly. Right. Right. Cause you can just figure it out and then do it. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's things like that, that it's like, okay, now you actually have to be good at hacking. You have to be proficient at hacking and you can spec into it to, to you know, like make it a little bit easier for yourself. And that's the point of going into the actual uh, talent tree for that. But, you know, if the timer doesn't start until you actually click the first item, there's no rush. You don't have to put points into that because there's no point to, to increasing that time. You don't need it if you spend enough time beforehand. So it's, it's right. little things like that, that, really are uh kind of added to this huge list so and, and tyler has has spent a lot of time with this he put together a couple great videos that paul ha- had a shout out for his article uh and and i wanted to kind of bring this up because um if you are looking to play cyberpunk on the pc and have an idea of what potentially could be the actual like end state for whenever these these content drops come uh after they hired most of the modders that were working on these specific mods, then these are going to be kind of the the best way to play. Um, if you want to have a, a significant challenge, otherwise you can play the regular game the way that we did and enjoy it the way it is and look and see like what the finished product is. But um, modding is, is, you know, takes some effort, takes a little bit of patience. You have to read, you got to test. Things are going to be, you know, a little messy if you if you mess something up and you might have to reinstall or, or rip out all the mods and try again. Uh, but it, it basically gives a game that is almost almost entirely different than what we played and, and gives us an opportunity to really see what I think CDPR wanted. I think this is what they wanted. And I'm or, hoping that. Yeah. Or, or at least what they were. It's closer to what they were pitching the audience and what the audience expected. Yeah. That's a better way to, to, to address it is this is the thing that we were being sold through the marketing. Right. And I think the modders have done a stellar job of, of building it out. You know, I have to wonder what the complete amount of design time was that went behind all of these mods. Oh man. I, don't, because, I can't even imagine the, the hundreds of hours it must've taken to test. Right. Like if you were to actually pay the modders who worked on this, the time it took them to design, to implement and to test these mods, like what is what would be the actual 
dollar value of the work involved. And in less than a year. Yeah. In less than a year. In less than a year. It's a a, managed. But because that's, that's legitimately the cost that it would have taken had these, had this modding team been employed. Yeah. Now, of course there's extra overhead and there's, you know, you had, there would have been like sprints and management and, you know, insurance and all the extra crap around it. But if you just wanted to get down to the bottom dollar value, how many, how many hours did these guys take to think through this, to implement it, to, and to design it out, to test it and to, you know, put this up here for us to download and use like, what is the actual dollar value of this? Yeah. And, and I do want to, I do want to, uh, point out, um, the the discussion that we had last week uh, with Sam was great, but this was part of the reason, part of the uh, the discussion that we were having about should they have delayed the game uh, or should they have released it in the state that it was and offered uh, offered players, you know, what they had and and, and be in, deal with the reputation. Um, given that the game came out last year in December and it's less than a year. Uh, out from that and these are the mods that are now available and we've seen that they've hired the mod team um i don't think the mod team that that put together all of these mods would have been able to do that had they not had the last 10 months to work on these mods um i don't think you could have taken these same people and been able to get the uh the same result of what these mods offer um without having played through the game seen the balance worked on what they wanted to work on and then release those to other people. Right. Right. The other question here as, as we're kind of running down on time for the episode is what don't these mods include? What doesn't get included here? Um, and the I ability think- to, to have AVs, uh, I think is still a big ask for folks. I think people would love to be able to fly around in, in, uh, in an AV and, uh, see mm-hmm. the world from an aerial perspective. I also think that there's uh, non-mechanical things that aren't included. Uh, better fleshed out storylines, uh, other romanceable characters, um, more interesting interactions uh, story-wise with some of the gangs. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff that is a lot harder to mod in. Uh, dialogue options, voiceover stuff. Yeah. Uh, more quests in zones like Pacifica. Like it's that kind of content that it's a much harder to mod in than some of these fixes. It's, it's that like storyline DLC type stuff or, or even, um, life path things, the life path mm-hmm. stuff that had you picked a corpo would have affected an entire playthrough that would have allowed you to be, do more of the corpo options throughout the entire game and, and made that feel more cohesive through a playthrough that yeah. stuff it's much harder to mod through that would take a lot more time to revamp a game for three very different playthroughs based on your life path decisions like that stuff is not included here yeah what i'm hoping is happening right now in cdpr uh is that they are asking the modders to fix the systems that are in the game that they didn't have time to fix and leaving the main development team to work on that type of content that you're talking about the story and experience through there because yeah i agree with you i don't think the modding community can can do what what cdpr can do with the story stuff 
and I hope that this that the the teams there are working on that and letting the modding team do what needs to get done to make sure that these these systems feel better. That guns, the vehicles, the 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 actual RPG aspects of the the actual weapons and fighting and combat, all of that gets worked out with the the teams that already know how to do that based on the the bones that they're using for the game right now and give us the story from the teams that are actually know how to build out those stories build in those quests flesh out those those areas give us more romance options more joy toys what have you yeah uh, so I, that you, you you feel like you're more in the world i also hope that um any of the team members that they hire that have some of these mods that close to 100 percent match what they want to in, incorporate into the final game um, are compensated for the work they've already done and then that code that can be used is moved into the game and implemented as actual code in the game does that make yeah, sense I, like yeah i hope the i hope the modders got compensated well right off the bat yeah, and are, yeah. are now offered like a, a contract that that includes the the further development right so for example like the better net running mod if that if that modder was hired by the team and they said oh we also want you to create better net running in the game would it be possible to use the code that you've already made i hope that they're they're you know saying hey let's let's just purchase your code and let let's use that as a starting point because you've already done the work yeah. and and bring that into game because one that pays the modder for the work they've already done and two that speeds up the process they don't have to recreate it again yeah you know, maybe that yeah, maybe nice. that's not 100 percent done, but at least that's a you know, that's a starting point. And then the actual people who work behind the scenes can say, OK, this code works for all of these reasons. Here's some other reasons you may not have been aware of of what where it might break things behind the scenes. Let's fix it up here. Let's go from yeah. that point and let's make this work, you know, um, because there's always more to it than maybe a modder might be aware of in the long version of, of things, because as we all know, you implement a bunch of mods in a game and things break behind the scenes and you don't realize it until you start playing the game more or testing it more or implementing another mod that has something similar going on and connects to something else in the game. And all of a sudden, you know, the game borks and, and all of a sudden you're, you know, your character's walking on its own head and you're like, why is this? What's this? Well, I don't know why this is working. Yeah. Yeah. One, one other thing that I hope that they do um, that I haven't seen is they, they put in that third person mode. Yeah, I, w I yeah. really do actually want to have like a, the game as a third person mode. If we're if we're going to have the opportunity to really like stylize our character and change mm -hmm. that appearance and stuff, I want to be able to see it in game. Yeah, well, I mean, that goes along with the photo mode. They, that was a great idea. And then third person mode along with, you know, photo mode and all of that stuff. And now you have something where people can really play with the experience of living in the world and taking pictures of the world and, you know, machinima in the world like that that playing out in third person and using those tools really opens it up even more so okay yeah. so to, to wrap this up if this version the version that you've been talking about was the version we got on release i <sighs> what do you think the response it. would be where do you think we would be at i think it would be a lot better off I think if they had and 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 a caveat, they I don't think they could get to this without having the 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 problems that they had at launch because they the, the modders really stepped up to try and build this game out the way it should have been. Sure, uh, but had but CDPR if, had the foresight. What if they had the foresight? What if they went, yeah. oh crap, this is the version we have at, at launch, and then instead of launching it, 
they built up the team. What if they yeah. put, what if they, what if they did, they, you know, they put out word and they, they hired 50 more developers and they said, okay, we're going to, we're not only going to get to where we need to in a year from now and fix the game, but we're also going to hire a bunch of people to add more clothes and fix the net running and fix the perk system and add more stuff to the guns. And they're going to do, they're going to, and basically they, they hired the kinds of people who were making these mods to do all of this stuff as well. I think they in the would, next year their I think their reputation would be even better than it is now. I think everyone would have good standing with CDPR. I think a lot of people would be questioning how we develop open world games. Um, I think that they would be top tier as a developer and uh, their trust would, would have been, would have been just fine. Um, I mm. think this would have been game of the year contender in, in a world, in a, in a world where we had ghost of Tsushima and last of us too. I think that, um, that this game, like, cause if we look at like what's coming out this year, it's halo infinite, uh, Forza five, um, death loop, like this game would have been, a, a, a pillar a pillar franchise or a pillar game for for xbox to continue marketing and i think it would have been an amazing game for people to play around with i think there still would have been some issues as far as like the story goes uh and people not feeling as as uh free or, or, or have as much uh as they wanted from that but i think they would have been like that's cool i can't wait for the dlc right. i think this probably right. would have been close to game of the year the way they wanted it to be yeah i think you're right a, a launch like this with messaging of you know, this time next year, we're going to have DLC and an upgrade that allows you to play through story in a different way, a new game plus that opens it up and potentially like open world roaming and the, the kinds of things that you guys really want to do in this game in you know, coming in the next year with just kind of like open promises for updates to it with yeah. an audience that's happy and trusts them is a completely different sell. Yeah, that's completely think- different. I think it would have been a lot better. I think it would have been one of those situations where uh, uh, there'd be a lot more, there'd be a lot more content being built out for it. Uh, As far as like content creation goes, I think there'd be a lot more goodwill. I think a lot of people would be looking at it and being like, yeah, but is it cyberpunk? Cause it it needs to be up to cyberpunk if that's the case. Cause we'd be looking at tabletop RPG aspects in an open world shooter with really good story. And it, it would just, it would, it would be amazing. It'd be a really, really fun experience. And I think people would show, you'd see a lot more people like putting out builds of like, you know, what type of, you know, gun set should you go in? Uh, what are the best gangs to, to align with, uh, you know, some of the, the best, uh, you know, things like we'd see a lot more content around it. And I think there'd be a lot more playthroughs uh, on like GDQ or, you know, just Twitch in general. And I, I don't think oh, it yeah. would have petered out nearly as much. Yeah. People role-playing as gang members doing yeah. builds as like oh, i'm electric build because i'm maelstrom and then doing all the different face stuff and adding it in and looking you know angry and yeah. creepy and yeah all that kind I, of stuff i think the modding community would get to the saints road that you were talking about at the start of the game because they wouldn't have anything else to do they would yeah, be they, right. they wouldn't have had to spend all this time fixing all the stuff that was broke right right yeah and maybe a year after you'd have people adding in quest lines and things because they wouldn't have anything else to do also yeah, you'd we'd have get like, that Thomas the Tank. You get Thomas the Tank line. engine, you know, riding through Night City, but then you'd also have people building out like a romanceable character number three, you know, number yeah. five and number six and yeah. all that kind have, of stuff. Have to go down to to the to the uh, you know Kubuki Theater to see mm-hmm. Lady Demetresque, you know, stomp on you for for the joy toy that you paid for. <laughs> yes, right. 
<laughs> oh man great. yeah and she's like what 11 feet tall or whatever yeah yeah oh, god um can't wait can't wait can't wait everybody wants to pay for that experience oh boy <laughs> all right well this has been a fun episode this has been awesome dude um i can't wait for next week it's gonna be super fun we're gonna have our patrons join yeah. us so that's gonna be awesome uh if you want to join us for that make sure you check out the patreon patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast um you have anything cool going on outside of outside of the show that you want to share not too much going on in sea thieves it's the spooky event still going with that been trying to grind on there so keelhauled is still continuing to come out with a episode every monday uh, i have to go record uh, my episode um after this and uh i don't know what to talk about what would be a good thing to talk about pirates in halloween i guess is there is there know. a halloween event i haven't i've yeah. been keeping up with uh with it. Oh, my, yeah, son, my son has been bugging me he's like when are we gonna be pirates again <laughs> no pants pirates need to come back and i've been playing back for blood so much i haven't i haven't had time to jump back into pirates or anything else so oh i don't blame you yeah it's it's been pretty par for the course uh but there's a lot of cool stuff in the future um that hopefully will come out but we can't talk about it yet but uh yeah so that, other than that not much mm-hmm. else going on been playing a lot of ghost of tsushima uh metroid dread and um i think that's it i finally uninstalled cyberpunk on my xbox uh make it some rip room. yeah make yeah room. making room yeah you only have so much space on those things um that's cool that's cool yeah i've been playing a lot of back yeah. for blood uh having an awesome time with our community our um the, the robot squad is what they want everyone's like that sounds like an awesome name we're gonna go with that so okay so we're, that's it we're the robot squad and every morning every weekday morning we get together and this has been helping with my mood this has been awesome i've been having so much fun with everybody we've got a goal of hitting 25 consecutive viewers regularly and uh then you knew and didn't say anything that i didn't update the background <laughs> i did <laughs> i was a mess when we started i've been just uh trying to get everything set up too fast anyway uh you guys have been awesome when we hit 25 regular concurrent viewers on our morning stream i'm going to be giving away a video game of everybody's choice or anybody's choice whoever wins so that's going to be awesome also um I've been, I've been streaming every morning so come hang out with me twitch.tv slash robots radio i took uh my playthrough of back for blood on friday friday morning and condensed it down to like this 11 minute video and mm. it is my favorite thing i think i've ever made this is nice. it's up on it's up on my youtube channel so look up just robots radio youtube if you want to see it it is a playthrough where uh me and and one uh one of our members of our community kaylee who's a badass medic freaking amazing medic in back for blood uh the two of us jumped into a game with two randoms and we ended up with this is gonna be a quick story we ended up with this like super i don't know if he was high at the time but this one guy who we we ended up calling like pot pothead dude and um 13 year old kid who happened to be on vacation for fall vacation from whatever school he was in um so we had 13 year old kid and pothead dude in this game of back for blood and we played all the way through act two together with these two and they were the most ridiculous people and they just wouldn't stop talking the whole time so we had the most ridiculous conversations like before too long he was like oh i'm gonna have to go full doom guy on this guy and i was like yeah man because you don't want to go half doom guy on him because i tried that once and it didn't work out and then we just like <laughs> like five or six times throughout the playthrough he like doom guy came up so like i edited in like how many times doom guy came up as like a little counter during the video and i like i like hyper edited <laughs> it down to all just like the good little bits it is uh, it is hilarious and then by the end of it i had one of the bots show up in my channel that was trying to pitch me like want to become famous go to this website and you guys have to watch the end of the video because I totally played it up like I became famous because I went to the website. It's 
<laughs> I got super excited and, and went to like the full camera and looked right at the camera. And I was like, oh, I've been waiting for you. I'm going to become famous. I got so excited. It was awesome. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's, it's on my channel. I love the It's the conversations we had were the stupidest conversations and I just made them even stupider and it was great. So go check the video out. It was it was amazing. Um, anyway, that's what I've been doing. I've been having nice. stupid conversations with high people on the Internet. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> hey, a uh, piece of advice to people. Uh, a lot is two words, not one. Yes, that's a it. lot because and a lot is an animal. Yes. Yep. There's an there's an allotted amount of a lot in the world and uh, people <laughs> need to need to remember it's two words. That's it. That's all, all right. Well, thanks for joining <laughs> us, everybody. We have the Mass Effect Lorecast coming up next. We're going to actually be talking about mods in Legendary Edition. And we have kind nice. of a mini patron episode because some people weren't able to join us for next week. Um, so they're going to join us this week. And uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll be back in just a minute. Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll see you next time. Stay safe in Night City. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. in New Jersey's Here Now Audio Fiction Festival 2020. It's Bioshock, the Midnight Series. Based in the dystopian underwater city of Rapture, witness what it was like for civilians from different walks of life before and after Andrew Ryan's city fell. It's a tale of deception, downfall, and survival. The Midnight Series, a podcast by Preston Hardin. Listen on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, 
an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal, and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. Ever wanted to be a content creator but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful. Here on The Content Creator's Guide, available wherever podcasts can be found.